You are about to opt in to Mineratopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Aloha. Whoa. <laughs> we're, we're talking about how we don't really, we're not in love with this it's new setup. Still but... a work in progress, guys. Yeah. Still a work in progress. We just haven't. Yeah, as usual. We gotta hang the sign up. We gotta get the sign back up. The light is on. Me being on crutches little... doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. Very easy to do things around here. So we're, we're going with this for now. For uh, now. But we're getting close. I know it's like a weird setup because well, it's good because you're talking. People I'm don't. People. You're just talking to me. Now I feel like if you move it, it's gonna fall. And it's okay. gonna be more disastrous. Oh uh, yeah, guys, uh, if you're listening in on Twitter, just give a thumbs up. Give a thumbs up if you can. Just to make sure you guys. And can also, hear us people over there. watching the video, please let us know if. All is well. I think the sound should be working. Yep, thumbs up. All right, we got a thumbs up. And then from then, Anon Shop, who's going to be doing our our, our new, new segment? Segment, please, guys, stay tuned for my cheesy intro segment. Pretty uh, pretty fun. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone said Monero talk. The new setup is legit. All right, cool. Okay, we're getting there. It's going to yeah. get even better. So if you it like is. this, I had to wear glasses because the screen is over here. We don't <laughs> have our light right now. Well, you have it turned on on the. Yeah, you okay. just can't see. We're working. So yeah, guys. Uh, what do we got? Justin would love to be able to. Oh, you. Well, because I'm. Would love okay. to be able to order gratuitous coffee to Canada. Uh, yeah, sure, man. Go for it. We'll we'll ship it there. It's just we're gonna have to charge you more, I think, a little bit for shipping, but shouldn't be too bad to Canada. Yeah, I don't and think so. And we ship it out of. Uh, Portland. Seattle. Oh my god, you keep saying Portland. Seattle. Seattle is coffee land. Uh, but that's where our, our guy is, our Monero guy in Seattle, Canada. I would like to order Kratom. Uh, <laughs> we are considering adding it. We got sent samples. We did. We, yeah, we, we haven't some... tried the samples yet. Again, no time. We forget yeah, about it. Maybe today. We'll try that today. Um, now is a good time. Like I said, with the ankle and stuff, obviously it's a good time to figure out. Cause oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm off, all, the, all, yeah. off the pain meds, so I'd be able to tell right away. Uh, what else we got here? All good. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, guys. So we're excited. Monerotopia is coming together. It's like a lot. It's, yeah. let me, uh, uh, pull up the website as you talk. That's okay. why you can't see. We got a lot of, a lot of content. We were going over it last night, trying to organize the conference a little bit, figure out when people are going to speak and everything. And yeah, I think it's fair to say we can't accept any more speakers. I mean, yeah, still we finally out. sat down yesterday and had a, a small chance to like, you know, we were like dying, but we're like, we should figure it out. And thank God we did. Obviously yeah. still, still reach out to us yes. if you want to talk or something, because we may create like a second stage. Uh, we're creating like a, a lightning talk section where they can, people just give five minute, 10 minute things just to kind of like update community on things. So that will be able to get a lot, a lot across, but. Even with that, I mean, there's a there's a ton of content because we have all the day one is jam packed with Monero stuff. <laughs> uh, so again, if you thought last year's was jam packed and you were exhausted, don't worry, we got your back. Two days full of yeah, <laughs> nonstop yeah. action. 
and yeah, we were we thought day one would be Monero stuff plus like the agorism stuff, but I think day one is just going to be Monero all the yeah. because we can't really fit it in. And you know, we're gonna have all the the different devs speak, uh, Luke, Arctic, uh, VT Nerd. We haven't. If you're listening, uh, please reach out. We've tried yeah, we've been trying to get a hold of you because like, we really want. We're saving a slot for you, yeah, so we really we, we really definitely want you, want you on there. Justin Berman. Um, yeah. And also, just FYI, guys, we're probably going to – I know we put on the website 10 a.m. It will most likely start a little earlier. So, you know, again, you're going to be in Mexico City anyway, so it doesn't matter. But just giving you a heads up, we're going to be changing the time just so we can fit all these amazing speakers. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably start at probably like 8.30. 830 yeah. Which isn't too bad. It's not like a crack of dawn, but you know. And then the, the welcome party, we thought maybe we'd be able to fit in a talk or two. We haven't figured that out yet. That <laughs> might just be purely welcome party. And when you come and, and just pick up your, you know, your badges or whatever the hell we're going to give out for people so they can get in day one of the actual conference on Saturday. So the welcome party will be just a hangout session and a chance for people to register just so that morning we're not messing around with that. People can just kind of walk in. Obviously, you're going to have some that. We'll need to register that day, but hope is to kind of do that all during the welcome party, the Cinco de Mayo welcome party. But yeah, day one is going to be jam packed with Monero stuff. Um, we got, we got Co, we got Luke Parker, we got Justin Berman, we got Seth, um, we got Arctic Mine. Who else do we have that's Monero? Uh, we have, we have some others. Uh, and then we're going to end, we're going to end the, end the day with, um, probably a panel. Yes. All the, all the devs that will up there, you know, we're going to do like a, a panel with all the Monero devs to kind of talk about the future of Monero. So that should be really cool. You know, the future of Monero tech. And Privacy yeah. workshops, probably adding more people there. Adoption alley, probably adding more there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guys. We got a lot. A we lot. kept saying yes, yes, yes. And, uh, I feel like. We got a nice, nice, yes. as always. I mean, yeah. last year, thank God. Uh, the other thing is, like we said last time, we're probably going to have to cut off the VIP tickets. Yeah. Uh, so, because everybody's just buying the VIP tickets. We, we tried have, to make the, yeah. the conference itself super cheap, you know, a hundred bucks. Uh, but I guess people are like, well, if I'm there, I was. Um, but we're going to have to cut that off because just we won't have like, we don't ha- enough restaurants. Yeah, we won't have restaurant space. So we will be capping it in the next couple of days. So if you plan on going, and want that VIP ticket, you better buy it now. Cause sorry. <laughs> I mean, with the speakers and everything, yeah. we're at like, what, like 80 for the dinner or something? I have more, I think, even now. Yeah. So, so yeah. Which is going to be awesome. We have a, a really cool restaurant that we have our eye on. Um, we've been talking to them. Uh, originally, we were going to rent out, they have this beautiful room with like this, I mean, it's going to be at times to hate the fact that it has this awesome, but whatever. It's still this beautiful, awesome room, but now we think we have, we're going to rent out the whole floor. And yeah, the entire cool. floor. So we'll yeah, have so our own bar section. Basically, we have our restaurant. It's gonna, it's gonna be cool. Uh, and it's right near the conference. So um, yeah, so like we said, if you uh, tickets today, um, before I mean, if you plan on doing the VIP, buy them today because we're gonna be cutting it off in a couple of days or so. And again, if you're looking to be a, a media partner or um, a vendor, um, or just want to help us out. Cause we're, we're, we need, we need help. Yeah. We're going to need so, people to help. You yeah. know, we'll give you a free ticket. And we'll give you a free ticket. Uh, not a free VIP ticket, but a free general admission ticket. Um, if you want to like truly help us out during the conference, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, we have, we already have some people helping us out, but we're going to need more. We're going to need, yeah, we're going to need a lot more. Yeah. So again, please, uh, reach out to, uh, to us, Minerotopia at protonmail.com. And yeah, I guess, uh, 
Yeah, that's all I think about the conference itself. Yeah, and then we, was... we got to talk to Majestic Bank, right? Majestic Bank, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. He he was talking to us on the side, and he said something like, right, there's, like, drama going on, whether or not Monero-topia is a community-based conference. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, you don't want to talk so, too much about it, because, again, we maybe we misunderstood. Maybe misinterpreted, so, yeah. but I don't it was see very how strange. it could be anymore. Yeah. I mean, oh. gr- granted, granted, we didn't raise money from the community, but that should be a good thing. So this is kind of a gift to the community. So we're, we figured out how to do it without asking everybody to chip in $100,000. Um you know, and then the conference gets paid for with sponsorships and ticket purchases, which MoneroCon also has anyway. People, they charge for the tickets the same amount, if not, you know, like, right? And they still have sponsors. Yeah, they still have sponsors. So I'm not, I'm not really getting that. Um, it's, it's a shame. Like, you know, guys, we're, we're, we're all on the same team here. And obviously we, we love MoneroCon. Yeah, will, someone's asking. Yeah, we'll be, yeah, we'll definitely, we're trying to be there, obviously, as. Yeah, you know, our 100%. media partner, like we were last year, so it was awesome time. And yeah, hopefully they'll let me do some emceeing there. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did yeah. do it for the yeah. first day. They wanted <laughs> we're to there to help. I would have done it the whole time, but I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Monerocon is my my all time favorite conference. Uh, I like it even more than Monerotopia because there I'm not running it. I'm pretending. I'm yeah, just you're kind just of more enjoying out. it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, so, but I, I was just like a little put off by that, that rumor. So I don't know where that rumor's floating around or something, but you know, come bring it out. Talk about it out here. We knew, we knew there'd be some drama. Of course. It was like clockwork last right? year. Same thing. It's just frustrating year. guys. Cause we put it's in okay, all this work. Just embrace it. Yeah. Some people take it to heart more than others, but, <laughs> well, let's just answer these few questions. Cause someone's asking how long will the after party be, um, for the Monerotopia? Uh, oh, conference. the Saturday night one. No, I think he's talking about the Friday. Monero Maximalist. No, well, after party. Yeah. Well, fr- Friday is the oh, welcome party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We don't know. I mean, the, it starts I at it 6. I guess people just continue to hang out depending so, on where we do yeah. it, right? Yeah. And then same thing with the after party on Saturday. It probably will kick off at like 8. The dinner will kick off at 8. And we'll stay at the restaurant until they kick us out. And then I'm <laughs> sure it will just spill over to people hanging out at, at some bar or something nearby. Yeah. I'm sure it will go all night long. Um, And then, you know, we'll be... We, we start the next day on Sunday, bright and early again at 8.30. Yeah, so. so don't party too hard. Or party hard and, you know, yeah, just roll hard, in. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be yeah, I don't know about sleeping. <laughs> like last yeah, year. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. That's enough with the conference. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, Let's keep moving. Yeah. People, people in the Twitter spaces, uh, anybody that's listening in that has comments or anything, just leave a comment in the in the Twitter space. There's that little comment button. We'll keep an eye on there uh, as well during the show. So if you have any comments as people are, as we're talking about things today, throw it in there in case we don't get to the spaces uh, on stage section today because we're going to have a long show. All righty. Let's move on to the press report. Let's do it. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer-to-peer. Aloha. Good morning. What's going on, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Just playing with tech problems. <laughs> we, it's we a constant you. struggle. It's we a constant feel you. I thought I had all my sound issues fixed, and there's no, like it... one small thing, so I had to default back to the regular, so I can like hear my voice on a half second. Oh, so if I sound oh hesitant, that's fine. You have you have headphones on, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I got all that. Um, if I, it's something specific to Chromium and Streamyard combined, mm-hmm. because when I use something like Jitsi or anything else, I don't have the same problem. So <laughs> I was gonna try and split them out. 
where I was basically, my voice was joining from one browser. It was not uh, Chromium. And then my charts are going to be from a different browser. But then- well, you're asking the wrong the wrong people. So. <laughs> so <laughs> good, good luck. It's a good constant luck. struggle for us. So. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You'd think after it would be seamless by now. Right. Well, it's great to hear the show, uh, the Veneratopia uh, conference went well. Oh, yeah. yeah man. It's, we're gonna, it's gonna be epic. I mean, the only thing is, uh, we want to, we want to try to get a bunch of locals. Uh, any ideas you have, man, to get the word out. Um, like we, we set that ticket price to only 25 bucks. So, um, hypothetically, we could hit the ground, send a group of people that are already local, already familiar with Monero and a month ahead of time to Mexico yes. City and just um, start recruiting people from the streets. Yeah, streets yeah. or even like schools. Someone mentioned actually like universities. Yeah, yeah, like the, the local the university. Main, yeah. Well, look, like we, the computer science programs there or any like yep. people that you think might like have some. That's a good idea, man. We'll, we'll, we'll coordinate with you. I mean, I don't know if you're ca- capable of heading over there, but we, we have to head over there anyway before. So we're thinking of doing it as soon as, um, early March, right? Yeah. We might head over there because we gotta, we gotta make sure, we gotta talk to the venue again, make sure everything's seamless and ironed out. Uh, so maybe we'll do it at that time, and then we yeah, have that's the, a really good idea. Yeah, so the it's kind of loose in Mexico, so you really have to follow yeah, and then follow. Like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not taking chances with this, so we're gonna go down there, have you know personal meetings again, more more handshakes. Yeah, give them more, more money. Like, Here's the final payment. Just don't don't, don't screw us over. Because then everyone's gonna be hanging out outside this venue. They're so lax about it. They're like, yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, yeah, it doesn't inspire confidence. So we'll probably do that, and then when we're down there, we'll we'll hustle around trying to get the word out locally. We're gonna hire somebody um, locally to print up flyers and like the posters and put them up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that'll. Yeah, I, I like think that's idea. a great idea about going down to um, various engineering schools. Yeah, someone mentioned that the other day. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, there's a bunch of schools there. Everything. Yeah. What. Once again, anybody who's local to Mexico City, if you're listening, reach out. Please do. Email us, venerotopiaprotonmail.com, if you want to help out anyway with uh, getting the word out. All right, man. Take it away with prices. Take it away, as my Exciting friend. as ever, right? Okey doke. Yeah, price is doing really good. Um, so I guess we'll start with Bitcoin today. And everything looks really good. Let's go to the weekly. Oh, actually. All right. Here. So I always like to start with the zoomed out views, get our bearings for some of these lines so that we don't feel too schizophrenic. So you've got this um, this lower line down here, and it's basically that's like the only way you could really draw this all that meaningful. Maybe we could try and draw this line that I just drew as well. Um, but you know, I do like this connection point down here. We cut through the secondary low, touched the March 2020 crash, and so we're going to zoom in. But now you can have your bearing for what that line is down there, why it's important. Um, and then we've got kind of our various bear market resistance lines here, and the very last one that we could draw, like the most shallow way we could draw this is to connect these points right here. And then so that's basically where we just barely broke yesterday. So um, a lot of people were saying a lot of people were saying that this wick right here was just a blow off wick. To me, that does not look like a blow off wick, a blow off wick at all. So um, everything's looking really good here. You can see that um, this was our like crash levels, which is why I have this horizontal line drawn here. And last week we were talking about how we got up to this area, it was resistance, and then we were hanging down at the very top of this range just before FTX broke. So the fact that we bounced off that level so strongly is such a good sign. Now, probably there was a little bit of help from the market that happened, um, but what does that tell you, right? It tells you that they want to paint the chart in a way that inspires confidence. And they haven't really been painting the chart this way for the last year. And my guess is because the leverage was unwinding, they knew so we can go down to a little bit shorter time frame. Um, yeah, you can basically see that we 
essentially regained that channel, that kind of uh, rising grind line that we were in for early January. Um, right now, my anticipation would be that we probably consolidate in this range for a while. And with the potential that we might actually pop above that, really go go off to the races. Um, the pre, the August pump, the top of the August pump would be right here, that dotted line I just drew. And technically, we just ever so slightly got above that. So it's not really a break. But that does inspire some confidence, again, that we actually got above that line. Um, so everything looks really nice right now. Uh, if you remember, last week I was saying this is probably a good opportunity to pick up some positions if you didn't get long back in early January. This is basically the dip that you're looking for. Um, so hope hope people bought uh, extra coins there, particularly there. Uh, we'll get to Monero in a bit. I know it's, Monero hasn't been entirely inspiring uh, in its price, but it's not that bad. Okay, so here's total. And total is basically the same story as we've got kind of our various bear market resistance lines. Um, the, the difference here with total is that it took us a lot more time to get above that pre-doom, the FTX doom levels. Um, so we stayed there, basically couldn't get above, couldn't confirm above that level. Um, you can kind of see that, like technically we had a couple closes above, but every time they kept falling back down. But this time we finally strongly broke it, bounced off, and then came back up. So that's all really good. Like that's very, it's exactly what you want to see in the trying thing. At every moment, we've just been able to see continued strength. I really do think this should continue overall for at least the next month. Uh, just to be clear though, I don't think this is like the real bull market. I think this is like a 29. Um, at some point, I do believe later this year, we're going to have to come back down, contend with the lows, maybe 20K ish. Um, but we'll get that, you know, we'll cross that bridge. Uh, we can also take a look at Bitcoin dominance. Now, I drew a few lines down here for now. So you can see what's happening here. Yeah. Okay. So this is basically when the bull market really kicked off and really all the shit coins kicked off of 2021. And then Bitcoin has just been range bound uh, between this lower line down here and obviously this upper line right around just below 50%. So you can see that there's this, um, there's this line right here. It kind of was a trend line. And then it started going parabolic, right? Every time you have to redraw this line. So at the moment, I would basically expect Bitcoin dominance to keep running. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to see this make all the way back up to the top of this. Um, the other thing that would tend to support that is looking at the Ethereum Bitcoin. So there's a, a big fundamental thing happening with Ethereum that could drive some relative price performance towards Bitcoin over the next, about a month. So Everyone probably remembers the merge back from August. And the problem is that they went to proof of stake, but no one could move their stakes. Everyone's stakes were locked. And everyone knew that that was going to be the case going. Um, so they're finally getting around to unlocking stakes. They already released to their first testnet. They're supposed to release to their other testnet on the 28th of this month. And then after that, sometime in March, everyone's stakes should be unlocked. Now, these are people that have had their stakes locked for a half. Maybe it's two years. Um, at any rate, these are people that have seen their stakes locked for a long time through a brutal bear market. So it is reasonable to expect that some of these people are probably going to bounce out and cash out. Even if you don't want to, sometimes life just gets in the way and you just have to sell. Um, so overall, that should be like a bearish fundamental approaching Ethereum's price rate, um, or at least relatively speaking. The other thing is that you can see we've got the very long-term chart and this very obvious line that we can draw right here. Um, we're basically riding on that. So long time, hit it, hit it. The time frame between touching this line is compressing. So this very much looks like a line that would tend to break down right here. And that doesn't mean that um, 
that it's doom for the ratio, which is the Ethereum doom porn that probably they engage in. But at any rate, we should pretty much expect this to break down. You can see that it already kind of barely is breaking down. Um, so that's kind of another reason why I'd expect Bitcoin dominance to continue performing right here. I would imagine that there is a possibility that this could be temporarily bearish and then people will say, oh my God, here's my opportunity to get into Ethereum and I can even stake and make X percent and then I can move my stake whenever I want so there's no danger that it's locked there. And you might see kind of a violent reaction. So we could see some kind of like breakdown here, um, maybe find some bottom, right? maybe it even goes all the way down. But um, overall, I don't think this spells doom for Ethereum. It's kind of like, in my mind, the final test that we need to see that proof of stake is actually viable for and it's not just going to totally destroy the network. When everyone's stakes are unlocked and everyone has a chance to leave, if the network is surviving and it's fine and they're not having like attacks or anything, we see that happen for, let's just say, six months. Um, there's a very good chance that Ethereum actually did it. They were staked. Now, there, I know there's a lot of philosophical objections and whatnot. But it's more like a survival thing. Like, will uh, Ethereum survive? So I think that the answer to that should be yes. I mean, at a minimum, these guys are really smart. And I do think that they have the support of a lot of, I think a lot of traditional finance would prefer to move some of these legacy financial systems onto something with a virtual machine. Um, that still would be many years away. They have to stress test everything, which is part of this whole DeFi craziness. They have to play. Um, but we're going to see DeFi round two whenever the real bull market kicks off. And that'll probably be me. Uh, we'll see. We have to play it by ear. It's really hard to call anything farther out. Than, um, so as I say, you know, we'll reevaluate in real time. So, yeah, this is why I think Bitcoin dominance will continue performing. Uh, so that's kind of like the overall broad. Uh, Monero is continuing like kind of a slow, steady move. Um, it's not going up as much as everything else. And one of the reasons you can see very clearly for the past few days, all of the exchanges have kind of been negative price divergences. So essentially they're selling Monero at lower prices than Kraken and they're selling a decent amount. So um, again, as I've said over and over again, I believe this is largely a psychological. Uh, they've proven that they're out of Monero. So they, they've had to go through these cycles where they acquire, we get really good strong price performance. Typically, when the crypto markets are not very exciting, um, we'll see the exchanges grab, uh, scoop up a bunch of Monero. Example here, we just went to the rolling 10-day average of this chart. You can see that for quite a while, for pretty much all of this year, um, uh, so Binance is in red. And, and I tend to put more weight on Binance. The other exchanges are, I mean, Binance isn't reliable either, but if they're not reliable, the other ones are like, how much? Um, so at any rate, you can basically see that Binance went into positive divergences for most of the year, kind of came back to even. And then they made some kind of reaccumulation not too long ago, but then this slope down is kind of the last few. I think they're slightly suppressing price right here, but they only did it uh, because they were able to accumulate, which kind of pushed. And my thinking is they love to accumulate during the quiet times, trying the psychology and the sentiment quiet about that. And then when they start pumping price with the leverage, with the stable coin, with the hype, whatever, um, then they kind of slowly dump that into Monero to try and limit those price increases. And that creates psychological. And um, I saw some of it. Um, it's just a reality. We, we just have to accept that. But I mean, I really, I really am not worried for Monero. I think everything is quite strong. There's another factor that could be weighing here on Monero's price just a little bit. Uh, Darknet markets have been largely shut down. Um, they've been having a lot of problems. Law enforcement has been getting the upper hand on that, uh, on that constant battle. So that could be having an effect here. Uh, there might not be quite so much lower buying and using Monero. We'll see. Uh, I can't remember someone, someone on Reddit or maybe on Twitter, one of the Monero peeps was talking about their speculation on which next dark net might be. 
Um, so at any rate, we, we still are above the 006 levels. And so, oh, there it is. Okay. So let's go to the week. Okay. So at the bottom here, this was our, like our bear market, our last bear market. And we're still sitting above those levels. Uh, as we talked about, after we broke down this wedge, this structure right here, it seems very plausible, uh, plausible that we might have to come. We'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, again, this is why I go play in the degeneracy of me over there. Um, what is that? What is that line? What is the number? The ratio? Oh, it's lined at zero zero six. So point zero six percent. Oh, that's why my lines are acting weird. I got to zoom back in. There we go. Um, yeah, it is what it is. You're gonna play the the degenerate shitcoin game and then roll those profits. But I like. Um, so at the moment we've got this like broadening structure right here. Um, so very likely at the top, particularly is performing. Now it could be the case the consolidation time like we the bitcoin's you know probably gonna be one of the better performers at least of the og yeah so before we break this um this august top right here it seems likely that you know out maybe break that and then um, at some point get above that and that's kind of when the smart money might end up being forced to buy the quote-unquote smart money i was listening to a really popular podcast um and these guys are like uh, venture capitalists and one of them has connections into like traditional finance and family offices and smart money. And he was saying that um, this pump across stocks and crypto and everything, it took all of the smart money by surprise. None of them expected it. And he said, and now all of them are saying they're going to have to buy higher. Um, and I, I really do think that that's on purpose. Love to accumulate at times that seem unlikely and then sort of force the rest of retail and smart money sort of augment the trade that they already made. So in this case right here, they were basically accumulating. They put a floor on the market right here, and then they spent this time accumulating. And people doubt this pump. They expect it to go down. The shorters get wrecked. Uh, and then it pumps again. And then right around here, you start seeing smart money say, oh, crap, the chart structure has changed. Um, the TA has changed. Maybe it's time for us to get back in. So I, I do think that's on purpose. It just kind of has to be sort of happening. Uh, the funny thing is um, some people will be like, they'll be like, everything is manipulation, and the price is totally controlled. And I... I 100% don't believe that. It's a factor. It's a big factor. But retail and a lot of the smart money, traditional money, they do make up a significant, you just kind of have to understand that there's multiple things in play. Now, let's go look at stocks. Uh, the S&P is doing pretty good, pretty good. So you can see on the bottom here, I have the Z-scores. Again, this is like RSI. And if you remember uh, back last year, we were talking about how the formation of divergence was happening here, where we had lower lows for price, but higher lows for the Z-score. Um, and Z-scores are like a statistical metric that you ask how far away from the moving average is price. And you could say, well, which moving average? And that's why you can see all those, because these all represent different moving averages. Um, so Z-scores will naturally tend towards zero. Um, and, and ultimately, they act very similarly to RSI. So I just wanted to show you guys again, it's been a while. They continue to trend in a positive direction, continues to give us the indication that there's strength, uh, strength in these markets. Um, we still got this level right here that's fairly important. That was the first place that price crashed down to um, after the top, uh, which was actually in January for maybe it was December, uh, December January, uh, for the S&P for stocks. So um, I think we did talk about this a couple weeks ago where we said that this line is important, and it's probably going to require some consolidation and chop right before it actually breaks. But when it does, I mean, it's going to be game on directly to this level. And then the real question, uh, that level can get broken, and we get point of resistance. Um, I'll be getting nervous once we get above this area, right? You can see 43, 11, 24. I'll, I'll be starting to get kind of nervous about definitely taking profits. On, and I mean, not in stocks, but just in risk. NASDAQ, looks, again, the Z-scores, you can see they're making higher lows, um, even as 
uh, lower lows were being made for price. And again, also with the NASDAQ, they kind of broke their main final boss bear market bounce line, um, stopped at kind of a very natural place to expect that price would stop. So everything there looks pretty good. Might just need some consolidation. Um, or for all I know, it could just pump next week, right? That's, that's the point of, of trying to get in at the best entries you can and buying when there's blood in the streets. Because if you bought, if you bought down here or in crypto, if you bought, if you were buying all the way, all the way up on this pump, you're sitting pretty right now. You're like, I'm fine. I can just wait. I don't need to worry about trying to get the best entry or trying to buy the dip. Um, that was the point of buying down here. Sure. Nice. You take a quick look at the macro. Uh, look at gold, actually. So <laughs> the funny thing is that when people were talking about that exhaustion wick um, on crypto, it pumped a couple days ago. I was looking at this gold wick here, um, and especially this most recent one. These are like 100% exhaustion wicks. Oh, I mean, uh, but these look very much like exhaustion. So I very much expect gold would come back to the top of this trend line. Um, this was kind of a very important area as we talked about before. Because not only was this kind of like an interim peak, but if you go all the way back to 2011, um, that was also the top. Gold looks good. It kind of took an unexpected dip. Well, I mean, at least for me, I didn't expect it to dip quite that much. Um, but, you know. It's fine, especially if the rest of risk is performing. We can look at the 10-year yield, and it kind of hit a natural resistance point. Um, what we want to see here is stability. We don't like this going up really quickly, not the best kind of action we want to see. If that were to continue, that might be concerning. Or if it like whipsawed back down, that would also be bad. Um, so I think generally what happened with this recent move up is the market is pricing in the Fed raising slightly higher than 5%. Even though the Fed didn't say they were going to do that uh, at the market, they're always trying to guess the four guidance. Guys are uh, look at the dollar index. Uh, this one we broke down, or sorry, broke up through that channel. Um, you remember we talked about that would have been a good opportunity to go down, but um, apparently at this moment it doesn't necessarily matter that the dollar is stronger than other currency on crypto and stocks seem pretty well. So uh, I don't really have any big opinions on what happens here. Just trend sideways kind of down up, continue up or much straight away. And uh, I, I really, I don't have any strong opinions on what happens there with the dollar, uh, but it's not necessarily prohibitive to price pumps. Here. All right, we've got oil, same thing with oil, as we've said for quite a long time now, for the past few months, we really just want it to stay inside this channel. It, it, we want it to be stable. It's good for the economy as well. Um, and then reverse repos, uh, they're basically slowly, barely trending. This almost slightly looks like kind of a bottoming structure. So. I don't know. It, it Overall, you would look at this chart and say that this chart is downturned and fresh. Now. So there's not too much chart. And the last thing I want to show you guys is the velocity of money. So imagine, let's suppose you're a waiter. You get some tips. Let's suppose you have $1. <laughs> you have a dollar in tips. Um, and then you pay that dollar to an Uber driver. And then that Uber driver buys a hot dog. So that dollar might have changed hands three times that. So you, you might be able to say that dollar has a velocity of three. Um, so the quickness or rapidity of which dollars move through the economy, how often they change hands, that's known as the velocity of money. Now, we saw velocity actually absolutely crater um, with the COVID. So, oh crap, sorry, I didn't mean it, YouTube. But anyways, uh, velocity started to pick up, and that's kind of a sign that the economy is producing stuff and manufacturing is happening. Um, and you can actually see that this chart has been going down since the late 90s. And I tend to think this is probably because of the hyper-financial economy. People, instead of putting money into productive endeavors in production manufacturing, they just put it into the financial sector because that's where the most money is to be made. Uh, so it's kind of an unfortunate reality of our economy. Um, but perhaps this is a bottom. 
Um, there's a guy named Russell Napier who has this theory that the government needs to get in, uh, get the debt to GDP ratio down. And the only way to do that is to pay for it. With, so he expects that we're going to have high inflation for quite a long time. Uh, because this is basically what they did to get debt to GDP down after World War. Whether that's true or not, I'm not quite sure. But he does say that that will bring back a lot of manufacturing jobs to the U.S. Um, but at any rate, the velocity ticking up here, and you can see this is from October of last year. So we it's like a quarterly report. Um, but I would expect with the economy and the way things look, this should probably keep basically a sign the economy is going to improve. And that's good, right? If we don't see a recession, there's less chance that we have some epic crash in the stock market of crypto. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I see things are at right now. Everything looks good. I hope you guys picked up your positions in your shitcoin. It's that season, at least temporarily. All right, man. Amazing as always. Very comprehensive. So did you, did you end? I know a few weeks ago you had mentioned like, uh, Bitcoin was topping out. I think when it hit like when it was nearing 25K, uh, were you able to, uh, make some good moves there and kind of get out and get back in? I took some profit and um, not on Bitcoin, but on uh, shitcoin. And then I went to Anarchapulco uh-huh. and uh, and I was like, it, it actually kept on pumping. It, it pumped so much. I was like, okay, the responsible thing here to do is to take profit. So I did. And then it pumped some more. And I was like, well, crap. Okay. It just broke a bunch of levels. I'll, I'll get back in on the dip. And then I went to Anarchapulco and I saw it dip down to my, uh, my buy level. I don't bring my crypto and my trading stuff. Yeah. Me. That's how it happens. It's always at the worst time, right? Is that, yeah. that's what but I got back into it. I fumbled back into it. Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, man. Amazing as always. Um, all right. Let's, let's keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. Body, okay. please stick around if you can. Thank you I so will. much, Body. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll see you next week. Adios. Okay. Ciao. <laughs> Our new segment. Guys. Our new segment. Hold on. I'm going to put on my cheesy little intro. I want to wait for the news because I wanted, uh, Nam to be there to, to chime in for, you know, okay. access to news. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, put on my awesome segment, guys. <laughs> And now for the Monero development segment. Uh, <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? Good, What's good. Up, how are you? Long time. Oh, pretty long good. Time. <laughs> can you uh, hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm sure. All right, awesome. Uh, well, oh, yeah, so, so we should say uh, Digun reached out to us, and uh, we had him on the show like uh, two two weeks ago. He was talking about Anon Shop, uh, which I think is awesome. <laughs> And then he reached out. He's like, hey, what do you think of adding a segment where we talk about the weekly updates in Monero development? He's like constantly listening in on the chatter. He's got the, the skills to understand what's going on. I was like, hell yeah, that's that's amazing. So take it away. Take man. it away, I, my I friend. I love this. This is fantastic. Oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Dee Goon. And um, this week in the Monero development was very interesting. We got a bunch of overflow from the whole uh, Bitcoin NFT space. So this, um, this week has been very interesting. Let's get into it. And it's just a quick overview of like very high level, some things that happened. You got Further Wallet, which is a great wallet. It offers like things like coin control, get some updates. P2P pool got some updates also. And there were some general Safaris and Jamatis update stuff. But the biggest thing was definitely the biggest debate was the add a size limit to TX extra in the transaction pool, which was definitely the biggest thing. And that's, I'm going to spend most of my time talking about that. So the hot topic was the fact that Monero does not limit the amount of data that you can embed in the blockchain via the TX Extra um, functionality. This has been abused by people, and people have placed entire PDF, PDFs, files, and other things onto the chain. And this use of TX Extra hurts Monero's privacy and clogs the blockchain. 
And pretty much this is like just how you can embed that into a Bitcoin transaction. You can do the same thing with a Monero transaction. It's not as easy to do because Monero's outputs are not public, but you can still, for example, throw, um, I'm so excited for Monerotopia onto the Monero blockchain and that will be stored on the Monero blockchain forever. Well, that, that should be allowed. I mean, at least the, we should at least allow that one, but, but nothing else. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Doug has a strong opinion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Uh, I, I totally miss, I totally missed the, um, the debate here. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't tune in, but I heard it got kind of pretty heated, right? There was, uh, <laughs> Monero Moo, I think, was throwing some strong language around to other respected <laughs> people in the community. Yeah, there was, um, I feel like that comes with any, I honestly, I'm surprised it's not worse because anyone can join and anyone can comment, right? There's no filtering. I, I don't think they censor anyone. So yeah, for being completely open to the community, it, it was pretty tame, but yeah, it, it, it got very heated. Some people talked about how, they question the process, like how open is the Monero's dev process? Is, is it just a core team mm. dominating the space or things like that? But that's like, I guess, more political. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely, that talk was definitely there. <laughs> yeah, we, we I interviewed uh, Sergey, um, mm. the guy who created P2Pool. So we talked about it a little bit this week on the show. Because mm-hmm. he's saying that's one of the, you know, like P2Pool, for example, kind of relies on TX Extra to, to function. So like to completely deprecate it, he, there would have to then be some other solution there for that, just as an example of like how it's used, uh, you know, in positive ways. Um, so where, where do you see kind of consensus going on that? Oh, um, that would be on the, this slide here. Oh, okay, so don't I guess, throw you off. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. Go through your oh, motions. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. I just want to go in and say that this isn't a new issue. For example, there was a pull request placed on the Monero repo uh, by another dev who basically said we need to get rid of this. And in 2020, Fully Pony was like, I'm perpetually worried about someone wanting to pack stuff into TS Extra unnecessarily so. But that um, pull request didn't really go anywhere. So I guess people sort of forgot about it. Like all the Bitcoin stuff sort of brought it back up to the surface. And someone was like, hey, people can put arbitrarily large amounts of data on the Monero blockchain. We should probably address this issue before we get something like Monero NTF or something like NFTs or something like that. And as far as the solutions go, there there are, I would say, like four main ones, right? So you can pretty much say, let's get rid of all the transaction data, like TX Extra. And that's attractive because it cuts down on the chain size. Because right now, every Monero transaction uses this um, transaction extra to pretty much add like a dummy uh, payment ID into it. So is, is that, that method is a little outdated, but it's, it's there so that everyone's transaction looks the same, right? Because if one, someone's transaction sticks out, then that can hurt privacy. So right now, um, currently how Monero works, if you're sending just um, a regular transaction, you have a payment ID that's in the TX Extra already. Mm-hmm. And commented in the chat that that's really bad because you're pretty much paying for this feature that you're not really using, right? So that was one thing on that. And number two is to cap this data. Like Bitcoin does it indirectly by capping the block, the block data, right? I think the biggest block you can be is I think like four megabytes right now, but narrow doesn't have any block size cap due to dynamic blocks, but I think it's good. But in theory, you can shove an entire PDF onto the narrow blockchain, which has happened in the past. So number, the number two consensus was to cap this data. You would limit to maybe like one kilobyte and you would say, Oh, you can put any data you want here. It could be one kilobyte tap, um, 
cap or the network won't accept it as a consensus. And number three is make every transaction have similar looking data, which is what they do now, but they also want to add a cap to that also. Like Zcash does this, they pretty much put data there and it's capped and it's encrypted and every transaction has it. Am I, am I moving too fast? <laughs> no, 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 no. Three sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people would agree. And then number four is just leave this feature as is, which was more popular than you would think. Because the argument for this one is, is that if you're trying to prevent people from putting data onto the blockchain, they will just do something else that's more inefficient and worse for the blockchain. Like let's say you cap it to a certain size, right? Well, now if, if I want to put a PDF on the on the blockchain, I would simply do it over like 20 transactions, right? Which would be worse for the blockchain because now you have 20 decoy, you have 20, 20 um, transactions that can hurt the privacy of Monero and it costs a bunch of money and it clogs up the chain more versus just letting them do it in one transaction and getting that data out. But that was an opinion that was given. And then um, most people, like I said, lean towards number two and then number one when so the Seferis hard fork happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these issues are really hard to address with Monero because um, Monero can't, Monero really, you can't really have a soft fork in Monero because it hurts privacy, right? Because a soft fork is basically when you have a fork in the chain and then one chain does one thing and one side of the chain does the other thing. <laughs> we have that because that would harm um, um, privacy. You can't really have a hard fork either. Because that would pretty much be like sort of commandeering. Like you come in and it's very intensive, right? Hard forks take months to plan for. You have to update all the, all the wallets. Like Cake Wallet have to update their nodes and stuff like that. So you can't just have a hard fork. Everyone get their stuff together. What, what, unless it's planned. So the, the deal right now is to have a short term fix where the transaction size is limited by the, the pool size, essentially. So basically the, they would, the way, the likely solution is going to be that when you broadcast a transaction, the nodes will limit how big that transaction's TX extra can be. And that's a really smart solution because it avoids a hard fork and it avoids a soft fork. And that's for request 8733. So that's going to be the more likely solution. But Wait, like, explain that again. Just uh, summarize that again, what that pull request is. What, what? Oh, the pull request basically says, if you're a node on the network, do not broadcast a transaction that has a TX extra size that has more than 1,000 bytes, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's not a consensus rule, right? So you don't, you don't need a soft fork. You don't need a hard fork. No one has to upgrade all their, no one, even if some people don't upgrade, that's fine. Cause it's say if you have half of the nodes upgraded, that's fine. Cause it, the transaction probably won't propagate through the network. So that's a pretty good solution. But like in the long term, people are still debating what happens between these major four options and whatever is decided will probably be rolled into the Safari's so, so hard fork. So that that's going to be take a lot of work, a lot of coordination. So they're just going to pretty much delay any major change to that solution, right? Because because there'll be major changes happening anyway at that time, or because it also yeah. makes sense to do it at that time for other reasons. Is there other reasons why it makes sense to do it with Seraphis or? Uh... Oh yeah, because um because it's also easier. But there's also um people working on different techniques to encrypt that data and work on different things like that. There's several proposals going around where like, oh, we can do this with this data. We can do that with this data. We can encrypt it this way, get these advantages. So it just needs a little more work also. And the fact that it's also going to be much easier to throw all these fixes in. But this doesn't really doesn't really solve the problem, right? Because someone could still mine a block and pretty much put whatever they want on the Monero blockchain. So this only prevents it from being propagated through the network. But if you're a miner, you can put whatever transaction you want in the block and, and mine it, and it's up to you. 
right? So this doesn't really prevent people from mining, especially since Monero is much more accessible to mine than something like Bitcoin. Because if you're in Bitcoin, right, you got mining pools. You, if you're one individual, you can't really mine your own block or get something into the block. There's a mining pool to decide what goes in there. But Monero is much more decentralized. So you can run a computer or a miner and then you can put your NFT onto Monero. You can put your PDF on it and just wait until you mine a block and get lucky, essentially. So it's not a perfect fix, but you know, when you're trying to do decentralized development like this, I think it's the best one we have right now. <laughs> what would you say are the best arguments for not completely deprecating it? For like the reason I said, like things like P2 pool or, you know, just, you know, if you want to do stuff like add it to, to Thor chain, right? There was no easy mm-hmm. way to do it. I think TX extra might have been involved in that. Pro- is, uh, are those basically the reasons why you wouldn't want to remove it because it, it allows for increased development and integrating with Monero, TX extra? I would say that's one, one argument, but I, I think the more convincing argument, at least for me, is that people would just do other things that would be detrimental to the network, right? Because those devs are really smart, so they can always find a way to work around. If you remove TX extra, they won't be impacted too much. It'll take some de- development. They'll be back up and running. But the the big issue with if you remove it, right, and, and I want to put a PDF on the on the network, I will simply make I will simply find some other way to do. It. I might embed in outputs, which would be really bad, right? Because now your your wallet will be using my outputs, which would violate your privacy even more so. Mm-hmm. So there's not uh, against a determined attacker if there's not really anything you can do to make it impossible. You would just be making it very hard for them, which might work also, right? I don't know how determined the attacker is to put like PDFs on Monero's blockchain. So that might work also, but it's still up in the air. No one knows for sure. Awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this will definitely be a, a question uh, asked at the, at the panel on, on day one. <laughs> we have all oh, the apps yeah. up there on stage. I'm trying to get maybe set for privacy to, to, to run that panel be cool. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I love Seth Surprise. He wasn't in this chat, unfortunately, but he makes really great stuff. He has a really, um, balanced view of the issue. He's really good at, at talking about different sides and different opinions like that. Yeah. Kind of, kind of <laughs> like you, man. You're, uh, <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 you're like the new Seth for privacy over here. Oh, skills, that's a man. Skills. Good you're, you're, good at, you're good at, uh, breaking it down, understanding it and explaining it to others. <laughs> Very rare skill to have. Uh, thank you so much. Man. Any, any other things you want to throw out there for this week for, um, cover the topic. If we basically cover the topic, I would recommend anyone that has questions or drop them below because it's really important that people don't see this as like, oh, devs talk about that. Thus, I don't have an opinion, but I think we are Monero, right? The people make Monero, so you should be informed in your process. This is considered like a democratic process, right? So please ask questions. Please, I, I can drop links to the GitHub issue. If you have any issues, you should have an opinion about what happens on Monero if you use Monero. So, and you shouldn't let your the fear of not being technical enough get in the way of that. So there's so many ways to explain it. So please reach out if you have any questions. This is important for the entire community. Everyone should be able to participate. Fantastic, man. And yeah, hopefully <laughs> these weekly uh, dev reports help people in that in that respect. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're, we're going to yeah. move on just because yeah, we have a jam-packed show. <laughs> Thank you, as usual. Yeah. Yeah, stick around if you can. If you can't, no worries. I will. If you can, please do. All right, awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome job today. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye. Alrighty, let's uh move on to the guest segment. We have Nam waiting. Okay, let's uh put on our little segment again. Get that let's get people pumped. All right. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. Hello. Hi guys. We can't have Nam on and not have video. Come on. Come on. 
There you go. It's been a while. I haven't spoken to you guys for so long. <laughs> I know. that's It's been a while, actually, yeah, right? I mean, I guess we've been all, a while. Yeah. Now we're you, having a conversation. You guys have been really busy. <laughs> we have. I'm sure you've been busy as well. We know you always got a lot on your plate, so. I do. I do. Um, But, you know, non-Monero stuff mostly. But you guys have been busy with Monero, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way, no complaints. No, in no complaints. Yeah. A few complaints. A few complaints, you know, a little overwhelming complaints, but, you know, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think, Nam? You think you might be coming down to I don't want to put you on the spot on on, on the show, You can, uh, but what, what do you think? What are the chances you'll be at Monerotopia? What, what do we got? What are the odds? In May, right? Yes. Early May. I'm planning for it, so okay. Okay. I hope it all works out. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Fingers so, crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to bring you on because we saw you. Yeah, obviously, there's some, some big news coming out of Dubai. We mentioned it in the last show. Um, and yeah. we know that you run the Dubai, uh, Monero meetup. Um, you know, or you're, you're attempting to kind of get that, get some traction okay. over there. I don't know what's going on now with it, but I don't know if we should call it the Dubai Monero meetup or the former Dubai <laughs> Monero meetup. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever it's going to be. You tell us. So what's going on over there? Um, so the regulatory authority in Dubai that was set up last year, um, a, they basically came out like a year later in their existence and they've uh, said that, you know, any privacy enhancing cryptocurrency like uh, Zcash and Monero, they always name the two together, um, are not allowed in Dubai anymore. They're prohibited and uh, sale, purchase, you know, um, any, and any related activities. So that would include meetups. That would include any kind of, uh, yeah, any, any activity related to Monero. So when you have Bitcoin events and conferences, blah, blah, similarly, you know, you won't be able to have Monero related stuff here. Um, but that, but that puts me to, you know, recall. So, so, so no alcohol and no Monero. No. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol, Actually, yeah. Can you drink, can you drink alcohol? Of, yeah, there's plenty of alcohol here. Okay, but isn't like in certain regions or something? I don't know. Eh, I mean, they yeah, have a license. lot of rules there, right? There's a lot of rules. Is that fair to say? There's a, yeah. Compared to, let's say, you you guys were gonna come in Jan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like, a, yeah. Now I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if I want to support <laughs> support that economy, right? I, why why show up in a go hang out in a dystopia over there? I mean, so what what is what is the response um, from? I mean, obviously, a lot of people don't even know Monero. But those in crypto that, you know, that are in crypto that are in Dubai, are they like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened? Or they're like, yeah, whatever. So, didn't anyway, because it was going to get regulated and we just like, you know, number yeah. up Bitcoin. Okay, so 99% people that are in crypto in Dubai are the number go up. You know, they're looking at um, ecosystems that are proof of stake. They're looking at um, different kind of blockchain functionalities that aren't necessarily proof of work. So um DeFi stuff, metaverse stuff. There there you know, crypto in Dubai is not it's not even Bitcoin focused. Bitcoin is there, it's the largest market cap, but uh crypto in Dubai is there's just it's all metaverse, it's all web three. It's it's going further into that sort of uh realm of crypto. So I don't think anybody's really affected here except for my co-host who was hosting with the Monero meetups with me and the wider like ecosystem. We did do one event last year. Um, the, the only event that we, you know, we start off with it. We were then the year turned and then we were going to start off again in Feb. 
um, Feb, March. So, and then this news came. Uh, so for now, we're going to stop our activities. We're not going to, we're definitely not going to be Dubai Monero meetups. We're, we're just probably going to continue as crypto meetups. We, they already do. So there's tons of crypto groups here. Um, so we'll just continue, you know, meeting up, uh, I guess once a quarter and discussing, uh, crypt, the wider crypto related stuff. Um, we're definitely not going to put Monero in the limelight or have, you know, it's not like you cannot say the word Monero in Dubai. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think the focus will be Monero, at least not. So I'm probably not going to be doing any presentations that are Monero focused, like I would do at Monerotopia or mm. other, like, you know, proof of work Monero conference. But, um, yeah. So for example, coin, uh, coin bureau guy, his name's guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw he was on, uh, he was, at, he was a guest on, uh, podcast two days ago. I think, and he was talking about a recent event here in Dubai that was the Satoshi Round Table, uh, the Satoshi Round Table, um, and this guy was present at the conference, and there was another person, I think David Chom from oh, one of the early, yeah, yeah, from eCash, right? Yeah. So one of the earliest cypherpunks, and they had a conversation about Monero, and he was discussing it on the podcast just two days ago. So. It's not like conversation about Monero has ended. You know, it does come up here and there. Um, obviously we know that Coin Bureau does. Coin Bureau has moved here to Dubai and they're, they cover all crypto. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a big supporter of Monero. Like he just, I think he said it's one of his top, whatever, four cryptos is Monero. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And he's in, I forgot he's in Dubai. Um, yeah. He moved here. So a lot of crypto influencers and a lot of crypto personalities are here now, but, um, and, and like, let's say what, so what happens with Binance, right? It's the largest exchange in the world. You can buy Monero on it. Um, a lot of people here use Binance for buying and selling. What will they do? Now I was thinking, how would they approach it if Dubai comes out and says we're banning or prohibiting the sale and purchase of Monero? So I guess if you're a user that signed up to Binance using your UAE credentials, your UAE, um, KYC and all that, then maybe they're just not going to give you the option to buy or sell Monero. Um, I don't know because I, my stuff was, um, like my Binance stuff was Oman related. So Oman's a country I used to live in mm-hmm. next, right next door. Um, I don't see any change on my Binance, like functionality as far as Monero or as far as anything else. But I'm, I mean, I'm not sure how they would go about the whole poor prohibiting the buying, buying and selling. Uh, but for now, I know that, you know, the meetups are not going to be, called Monero meetups. I have to probably update all of that stuff on our socials. But um, yeah, you know what? In the earlier days, India, China, and so many large economies had banned Bitcoin. And those those things got unbanned as time went on and they realized there's not going to be any stopping this. And it's a phenomenon that's uh, that's just, that's taken off and it's not going to stop. Mm. And I think the same thing's going to happen here. Uh, a few years down the line, they're going to be like, oh, we, we weren't able to stop this. I mean, this is not even a drop in the ocean, you know, a country like UAE. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just given the global demand for a cryptocurrency, one country, one small country banning it or something, I don't think it makes any difference to it. It's not going to stop like Monero's popularity or growth. But yeah, of course, you have to respect the local regulations and things, and uh, we'll be doing that uh, until it's unbanned in the future, and I'm sure it will be. Mm. I think it's a matter of time. Yeah, it pissed me off though. 
<laughs> I mean, obviously, I would say, you know, because you wouldn't want you getting in trouble, right? So, uh, but me personally, I'd be very apprehensive. To, you know, to comply with with such, with such a role. Is there any like political process over there? I mean, here, right? Like, if this happened in New York, I'd be out on the streets, right? Not that anybody would do anything, but I would be out there, and I'd legally, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, a, a van pulling up and throwing me in there and taking me away and disappearing. I'd at least be able to go out there and be like, you know, fuck you, government. Uh, you can't take this away from us. We have the freedom to transact. We have code of speech, whatever. Uh, you know, privacy is a human right. Like if, if you went out there in, you know, in Dubai, what, what would happen? I'm not suggesting you do. I'm just curious. <laughs> if somebody were to do that, like what? what no, don't suggest uh, such what, stuff. What, what, are, what are the rules? What are the laws? Like you're not even allowed to kind of voice yeah. your, you know, opinion against, uh, government laws there? Is it like, is it, are things that crazy over there? I mean, honestly, it's, um, it's a highly regulated, Base. This is a city. It's a city country. I mean, yeah, there's a few cities nearby. None of them are as big as Dubai. So you have Abu Dhabi, Sharjah, Alain, Fujairah, Ajman, you know, like a few Emirates, tiny little villages, I guess. Abu Dhabi is slightly bigger than the rest. But yeah, honestly, it's um, very close. Mm, it's closely regulated and there's no, there's no, um, it's not a democracy, right? So for all the flaws of democracies, there's some sort of freedom that people do have to voice their opinions, come out on the street, protest. There's none of that here. You don't see it. There's no protest blocking the roads. <laughs> Barcelona, I remember living there and, you know, we'd have protests like every other week, the main streets would be blocked for some protest or the other. None of that here. Um, there's no corn, like there's no plazas or like town squares, um, with microphones and lots like large gatherings with people like rallying everybody else up against something or the other. None of that happens here. It's not allowed, I don't think. So you just kind of come here, get your IDs done and, you know, get your paperwork done, your driving license, put your kids in schools and then try and just, you know, divert your mind from the fact that you're not in a country where you're going to be deciding anything. Rules are going to be set and they're going to just be imposed on you and you're going to accept them. Or you just go away. Um, but on the other hand, you know, this is a nice, uh, safe place. There's no, I mean, the crime rate is low and you have a pretty decent standard of living. There's, there's benefits. And, you know, I grew up in this region. This is my home. Like, mm-hmm. not this particularly, but Oman. Oman's next door from here, like four hours down the road. But, yeah. And so for that reason, it's just, you know, it's just what I know. And Sure. It's your, it's your home. It's like where you come I, from. I mean, not that particular, but that area of the world, right? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of where I grew up. And I, so I did grow up basically without any rights. I mean, and so I'm not like, not the protesting type. I mean, I kind of just, yeah, I'm like, okay, this is the new rule. Fine. We're going to have to deal with it. So you just kind of go on with life when something's, something like this is announced. But you know, I've never, I've never had a rule that impacted me directly. So I feel like I'm the only one doing Monero meetups in Dubai. So then if somebody has to be, I don't know, picked up and put into a van, that'd probably be me. I'm coming for you. I, I, I'll promise you that. I'll do everything I can to help get you out. Uh, yeah. No, please, I hope it doesn't happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. 
that that it's it's very scary though. Like I understand where you're, you know, and obviously, you know, for all the reasons you're saying, you know, you just have to go with the flow because you're just one person. And but that's that's what's so scary about it, right? Because it's like boiling frogs, right? Um, nobody nobody jumps out the water; they slowly turn up the heat. And yeah, granted, Dubai is just one small country, but are they kind? Do they kind of represent where the world is headed, right? And it is kind of a dystopia there, right? Like people have great lives. There's a lot of wealth there. There's no crime, but you can't use, you're not allowed to use Monero. But, you know, the government has totalitarian control everyone, over everyone, right? And it's great because, you know, there's no crime. Uh, but do you really own anything at the end of the day? There's all this wealth, but can the government swoop in and take it away from you at a moment's notice? Like, even property and things like that. I mean, if they could tell you, you know, you can't use your Monero. So it, it gets scary because, you know, how does that grow beyond Dubai and become, you know, the law of the land in other places in Europe? And then do they try to uh, eventually do similar things in America? And, you know, before you know it, nobody really revolts because you know, they have their lives to live, right? Um, and it's, it's, it's just sad to watch the frogs get boiled. Um, yes. it's scary. I mean, are any other countries going to try and ban, um, privacy enhancing coins? I would say Dubai, UAE probably won't be the only one out of hundred, a hundred plus countries. So yeah, we might see a few others doing it, but I don't know if I, can see the US coming out and banning something like this or and and you know I feel the more they ban these things there's the more popular they're going to get it's the reverse effect they don't want yeah, it they don't want to accept it right yeah yeah definitely definitely I do agree I mean ultimately you know the tech is supposed to be built to be resistant to to banning and regulation right that it's still going to be unstoppable and those that want to use it can um but it's hard to watch this political attack and people, you know,'s reaction to it, which is natural. Uh, and that's you know, so it's the same thing we saw with COVID, right? And all the COVID rules and regulation. Everybody, yeah. you know, the the sheep and the masses just went along with it, you know, because because they, they had to and they want to yeah. live their lives. Yeah. Uh, so we we're going to see. Unfortunately, we're going to see a similar thing with with crypto. I think. How how wide that goes, I do not. Yeah, I don't know, but I know for a fact that um, Bitcoin was banned in several large economies over the years, you know, over the last decade. And then it was naturally sort of as a natural process of, of things. It was unbanned mm -hmm. uh, eventually in those same places. So I don't see this Monero thing as a permanent. It is It is a problem for now, problem in the sense for someone who is pretty enthusiastic about about this currency um i definitely don't want to get into any trouble or have any issues um yeah i mean so we'll just you know follow the rules and do what we're supposed to here for now until things change and i'm pretty sure they will i'm right. optimistic Nam, thank awesome. you so much appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to jump on thank you thank you for having me and good to see you guys yeah, you well too See you in person. I know. Hopefully yes. we'll see you in person. Yeah. Yes. Hope so. All right. Be well. Be safe. Be well. Be well. Thank you. Nick yeah. in the I don't know if you're reading the the chats or whatever the, the what, comments. What does Nick say? Uh that well oh yeah, we're here. <laughs> Please ask that why I don't see our WhatsApp anymore. <laughs> so people miss you. Because <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal to use WhatsApp in Dubai. You haven't heard. <laughs>
<laughs> no, I am on it. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> there you go, Vic. <laughs> Live on the show. Maybe she's All right. Ignoring you, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not ignoring anybody. Oh, he's so evil. I'll talk to him. <laughs> Deb, thank you so much. All right, thank you so yeah, much. Have a good night. Yes, yeah, stick uh, around if you we're can. We're gonna have the new, uh, Tony come up and do the news. If you Tony want to stick around, please do. You can chime in on, on otherwise. Yeah, because I think it's evening there. So if not, have a really good night and thank you for taking yeah, the time. I really appreciate it. All right, bye. 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 Oakley Dokley. Let's move on to the news. <laughs> not really. Yeah, this this whole setup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's, it's like head. awkward. <laughs> Yeah, because we're with Facebook. Yeah, whatever. Alrighty, let's move on. And now for our weekly news segment. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Hi, how's Tony, it going? what's up? I'm good. How are you guys? How are you guys? Good. good. Happy Saturday. Happy how's Saturday. I like how one you mentioned. So is anybody, uh, like, if you were to go on the streets in the bar, not saying that you have to do it, but what if, like, Someone went there and, you know, went in Dubai. <laughs> You're on your way? <laughs> like you. Know, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready you know. to go. You know? Please. All right. We have Ian in the chat. Hey, everybody. Um, hey, Twitter. Okay, let's set this thing up. want to share okay. your screen. Share the screen. Oh, there's, I want to try this option. There's apparently like a music option. Music this is while we're waiting for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, let's get into the news, guys. Um, we mentioned Coin Bureau and the fact that he moved to Dubai, but he still talks about Monero and he really likes Monero. So um, let's watch this um, one minute one minute video. Talking about it, I haven't owned Monero. Well, really, yeah. yeah, back when the pri or OG yeah. privacy, real yeah, OG, yeah, yeah. yeah. XMR, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 it's easy to forget about, but. Do you know, I was out last night, including David Chaum, oh, wow. one of the original cypher, quite by chance, in town, and Monero came up and knew about it and stuff, had some way of it. But it did get, it has got me thinking about it. And again, it, it kind of ties in with what I was saying, as lack of trust and what have you. I think, I think everyone should have a, a, a stack of, a stack of some privacy coin. Everyone should be able to transact privately if they want it. And I hear lots of anecdotal in London, apparently, as anywhere else. I think there's a, apparently there's a sort of thriving Monero transacting. I, I like how he qualified a statement with, I don't own any, uh, haven't heard. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <amazing device. laughs> like, I, I don't touch the stuff, but everybody, but everybody should have a, have a little stash just in case <laughs> your government. <laughs> Never heard of Monero. I, I don't even have any, you know, if it goes down, I don't even care, you know. You got to get David Shaw that Monero topia, man. I had him on the list, but how do you even get in touch with the guy? I don't know. I know, I know. But um, let's try with Pomp next week. I'm going to see him on Wednesday in Miami, so I'm going to try to show him. Uh, at least like a, hi! Yeah, we, we, are, we are trying to make contact with Coin Bureau. I mean, we've been... In, we've been... We've, there's a connection there yeah, that's just waiting, so like, we'll oh, see what happens. Get, for years, we've been talking, so, but there's never been that moment where he comes We haven't there. lost hope. We'll get it. It will happen. Yes. Someday. But like, why, why would he, why are these people going to Dubai to do crypto? The, the land of crypto. Mm. The word there. Yeah. But I don't know. Things change though, you know, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about something that actually did change uh, in regards to uh, introducing a law and then taking it, taking it away. So mm. uh, things change just like with, uh, Portugal. Everybody wanted to move to Portugal because of, um, zero capital gains tax and they, I think they introduced it now. Yeah. So things change so fast. That's, yeah, uh, Vic is saying, I don't own any either. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Now let's, uh, so for Valentine's Day, the uh, European Central Bank posted a tweet saying, roses are red, violets are blue, but we'll save the course and return inflation to, to, <laughs> to 200%. I think they missed a couple zeros in, uh, in their tweet, but um, I thought it was funny. And then we had some uh, Monero bros, one of them being inevitable, XMR, and he tweeted, roses are red, violets are blue, Ponzi will continue, funds are not safe. <laughs> <laughs> nice which is really funny. Uh, then let's talk about coin cards. So coin cards, overall uh, usage, Bitcoin 34%, XMR 20, 26%, the same numbers, Canada 38%, Bitcoin, I think it went up, and XMR 14%, I think that one went down, Ethereum on 13%, which is interesting. Uh, they also use Lightning Network at 2.9%. Uh, USA, 66.4%, road to 70%. Are we gonna see 70% soon? It's slowly creeping up. Bitcoin wow. at 19%. It's such a huge disparity between XMR and Bitcoin. Ethereum, 5.2%. Um, Lightning Network, Dogecoin, 0%. Um, but it's, it's interesting how in the USA, there's always such a huge, huge disparity between XMR and, and Bitcoin. And I think there's Monerica, man. Monerica. Monerica. And I think they also posted that every single order on Coin Cards USA today was placed with Monero. That was on February 16th. So huge, huge. And, uh, hopefully, um, they, they are sponsoring, yeah, they're sponsoring uh, Monerotopia again, even though they yep. can't be there. They can't he's he's going to do a, a quick, uh, ten, we're going to give him a quick 10 minute talk remotely. Awesome. He can give us his, yeah. his update on Coin I love so his pictures. Cool. His pictures are always funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's a, a cool dude. Picture. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Um, great. So now let's talk about Nigeria. And uh, so we talked about the e Naira, which is a CBDC from Nigeria. Now, the adoption rate was 0.5%, <laughs> I think. Uh, that, that, was, that was the number that I've seen last time. And now they're trying to make people to actually use the CBDC. So what is the method that you can implement? And the same thing that they have uh, tried in India uh, is to actually take away cash make it no longer a legal tender, and then push your CBDC, obviously, as you can see. You should be Dubai if you're doing the politics. Um, yeah, but pretty serious riots. Uh, they attack ATMs. They block the roads. So people are pissed. They don't like it. Um, as we've seen in the numbers, like nobody was using the CBDC in Nigeria. Everybody wanted cash and they took it away. So, and this is also be before the um, elections on, on the 25th of February. So, uh, I think you, you would want to do something like that after you get elected and not before. Um, but yeah, people are, are angry and, and pissed, but CBDCs are not stopping. Russia is going to roll out the CBDC pilot with real consumers. Uh, so banks are going to select um some consumers so it's not for the general public yet but as for the first phase um that's for the digital rubble and rubble in collaboration with 13 local banks um now they also talked about i'm not sure if this refers to the fact that this, their cbdc might be gold backed and they have been hoarding a lot of gold uh, a lot of gold so maybe their cbdc is going to be gold backed which means that maybe they're going to have a digital um, product backed by digital, uh, commodity by, by gold. So by gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. They're incentivized to, to move faster perhaps than some other countries, given that, you know, they're basically cut off from the swift banking system, right? Yes. Um, yes. So 
CBDC is right up their alley, right? Especially, yeah, gold back and then try to get, you know, the world to, to adopt it. Uh, interesting. Yeah, since Russia smart, uh, because when they were cut off by the whole world, they said, okay, well, if you want to, to transact with us, you do it in gold, um, or the rubble. So by that, they were hoarding a lot of gold, essentially. Mm. Uh, so they do have a lot of gold. Uh, Japan, Bank of Japan launches CBDC pilot in before May. So Japan is also looking into CBDC and they always mention like, yeah, if this fails and we'll see what we're going to do. But if you spent like, what if their CBDC pilot fails? What they're going to go back to the traditional system and just stay with that? I don't think so. You know, they need, everybody needs a digital solution. Uh, obviously we opt for Monero, but they're not going to stop with the CBDC. If something doesn't work, they're going to try to, um, to improve it. So the digital yen, um, is coming. And, uh, what I wanted to mention is that the Japanese authorities actually banned foreign stable coins, but now we're talking about, um, incorporating, incorporating a regulation and lifting it. They might actually lift the ban on foreign stable coins, uh, which came into law in 2022. So yeah, and Japan, Japan, uh, banned privacy coins, much like Dubai, but back in the day, and I don't think that ban was ever lifted, right? Uh, it's still, you still cannot, I don't think easily obtain uh, or legally obtain Monero in Japan. Mm, um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure about yeah. that, but I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So crazy. And then, uh, because of regular, what was that? Sorry. I said, I'll go protest on those streets too. It'll be part of my, my worldwide tour. <laughs> you got- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do go go fund me. We gotta see dog in Japan. Goodbye. <laughs> do it, guys. I'll do it. All the countries. Um, but talking about pressure, uh, some privacy coins don't make it, or they have to change. And we have had some in the past. I think one was called Dark Coin, and they switched to being Dash Coin. Then one called Zen, which is to be called Zen Cash in May of 2017. I think they rebranded under the name of Horizon. And this is due to um, regulations and law enforcement. And they were talking about the shutdown of Tornado Cash and the rest of its lead dev. So they're worried and they are essentially removing the privacy aspect of it and then going back to um, other things within their within their blockchain. So pretty sad, which really accentuates um, the importance of having a product. If you really want to have true, true privacy, uh, that has no backdoor, uh, then you can't have any, any weak points. It has to be truly decentralized, uh, just like Monero. Like, there's regulations coming left and right. Uh, and I don't think Monero is going to become a, oh, okay, public transparent chain because so and so, no, you know, decentralized, <laughs> you're going to have to go for the whole world, you know, so. And if they want to go after me and then Dog in Sunita in New York, then that's really not going to do anything again. <laughs> so yeah um these projects that are trying to like skirt the line and you know be privacy coins when you need them but not and, and align with the regulations of the state they're creating useless technology at the end of the day and i think it's dangerous also because if you advertise privacy that means that someone else is right. might base their life on your product right right and ultimately why would anybody choose to use this thing if it's not really doing what it was intended to do just doesn't make any sense. Right. So interesting. Rebranded and we'll see where that's going to go. Uh, then let's talk about Dr. Craig S. Wright, oh, uh, the creator of Bitcoin. 
He, uh, he blocked me today. He blocked me shortly after I did. Yeah, that was actually it. pretty funny. You know what? I don't think you've seen this because I think he actually got back to one of the things that you said. And maybe you didn't see it. So it's going to be funny for you. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so this guy claims to create Bitcoin. Uh, so he's Satoshi Nakamoto, uh, I suppose. He's a lawyer, economist, investor, mathematician, husband. Um, so he believes that Monero acts as a mixer, believes that Monero is not actually private. Um, so, and, you know, he wrote about it extensively. Then people got back at him in the comments. Um, and he explained how it really works. What I didn't really like is that whenever he would explain, sometimes he would use thing, uh, words to put himself above someone else. For example, uh, Doug tweeted, <laughs> let's actually go into this because it's uh, actually interesting. So Doug tweeted, Funny. Well, yeah, what did he tweet for it was a response? Because he blocked him. So he was yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So XMR clearly focused exclusively on the provision of illicit services. So that's his thing. He believes on Monero. It's solely for illicit services, solely for illicit activities. Monero is only be used for crime. Only be used for crime. And then Doug said, well, Monero is focused on being private and untraceable by default, allowing people to use their money without surveillance or censorship. That's like saying Signal is focused exclusively in providing a tool for illicit communication. Com communication. Is that, is that what you believe too? Which is a perfect comparison. Beautiful. Then he said, Monero has Beautiful. nothing to do with because of the privacy. <laughs> Yeah. Monero has not so now it has, doesn't even have anything to do with privacy because we don't even understand what privacy is guys it's almost like nothing guy, he's on another planet so I'm not sure it's purely designed for money laundering so a non-shop I'm sorry but uh, yeah your service um, enables illicit activities um, <laughs> um, if you're saying and he, and he never answered my question so what is this take on signal so Signal is purely designed for illicit communications. Try not using a non-secretor. Signal is encrypted. Encryption does not mean illicit. Monero is purely designed for illicit activity. Try being less dishonest in your approach. Okay, I got to try to be more like Craig Wright, the honest Craig Wright, if I if I could somehow summon that within my surprise. I think the first step is to put creator of Monero in your, <laughs> <laughs> in your handle. <laughs> and I and I was being trying to be so nice to him, and then I said, well, um, yeah. "My next tweet, I was like, well, why don't you come on the show? We'll talk about." It. And then he blocked me after that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Earnestly... You should like it. <laughs> well, I didn't say anything specifically so that I could see his tweet and talk about it. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, he retweeted me and said something. You, you had yeah. Some tweet. What is that? Let okay. me okay, because then I want to. Oh, Monero promote. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. let's uh, let's do that, and then I want to mention one funny thing it's a good segue because i think okay let's just go on his profile because i can't find it because he did mention you no i saw it there it was a retweet i think it was like monero promoters are dishonest oh uh, yeah yeah monero promoters are seem to be universally dishonest being between special pitting straw men and falls because typological arguments they resort to loaded questions and eventually bandwagon effects However, the misuse that, that, that's why he blocked me. So he blocked me before he tweeted that. So yeah. And then the misuse of the word private applies. Monero is not private. If you understand private requires legal frameworks to be followed, then you will start to see that private and secret outside of law and different things. Um, it's taking it philosophically in my uh, opinion, but if you can see what someone is doing, I think that's a private matter, right? And it's, there's nothing more deep than that. If I can see how you spend your money, then that money is 
private. And then he talked about, again, uh, Monero's use for uh, illicit activities and money laundering, uh, drug crimes. But now let's talk about how you can use um, this, uh, <laughs> this Monero uh, for illicit um, <laughs> play tickets and you go to general admission tickets, you click on it. And I'll give you guys a tip. If you want to save um, 10% off, you add to card, then you go to a card, you view your card. And then if you write Tony, because I have my own card, you get 10% off. That's going to be $89. That's an illicit uh, purchase you're about to make there, obviously. Naughty Tony. If you're, if you're using Monero. You're... Um, I was obviously going to pay in uh, Dogecoin, guys. I wasn't gonna pay in <laughs> in Monero. <laughs> so, I would love to in, like talk with. Obviously, it wouldn't go anywhere, but I would just try to. He, he doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't his, make sense his, to me. His whole, his whole being just doesn't make sense. His whole take on crypto. Does, what actually what makes less sense to me, and maybe BSV people, if you wanna. I mean, I, I really don't talk again, but <laughs> there's a lot of BSV people that are into. Obviously BSV, and then are also into Monero. Like a lot of people in the mm -hmm. Narco Poco crowd, they're like BSV people, but then they also like Monero. So how do they weigh this with the fact that Craig Wright thinks it, you know, scam tool that's only used for illicit purposes that should be made illegal? How how are you a BSV person? I guess so. The so Craig Wright is the minority opinion in BSV potentially, and like the majority opinion in BSV is that. Monero is okay. Right. I don't yeah. Interesting. I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't get it either. And it's just a bold claim of creator of Bitcoin. It's such a strong claim to make. <laughs> yeah. Ignoring all that, obviously, which is, you know, yeah. the yeah, 800 gorilla, pound gorilla in the room. But still, you know, it's, it's fun to interact with him and kind of understand, <laughs> understand what he's ultimately trying to say. You, Ignoring the fact that he complete scammer pretending that, or maybe he did, who knows? The world is a weird place. But then if that's the case, then so Satoshi was not a cypherpunk, guys. But he's saying completely not a cypherpunk, does not believe in untraceable digital cash, wanted to create a completely traceable, perfectly traceable system. Yeah, but uh, having said that, don't go to, uh, don't go to Hungary and take down the statue, okay? Leave it there still. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Even if that's so, then don't, don't remove that it. That is hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll have a, uh, some BSV people down at Monerotopia, I'm sure. Cause nice. Crypto Vigilante will be down there and he kind of bring, brings that element. So maybe Beautiful. we'll continue to have, have that conversation. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, now let's mention one, uh, Monero maximalist that wrote, yo, 10%, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, the last thing that I want to mention for this week is Chain Analysis Crypto Crime Report for 2023, which does not even mention crypto coins or Monero, just mention, uh, mentions Bitcoin, the table of contents, introduction sanctions, ransomware, money laundering, stolen funds, Oracle manipulation attacks, darknet markets. But if we do, uh, if we type control F and we type in Monero, there's no mentions. Now is, would, would that be because you can't see Obviously, you can see the amount, so you can see how much exactly was purchased with Monero. Or I'm curious to, to why it wasn't even mentioned, or not even. I think yeah, privacy coins. 
nothing. Not even a single mention. So yeah, it's not mentioned because their their tool uh, they can't offer a service that integrates with it. So they have uh, they have no that they have nothing to sell with regards to Monero. They can't be like, look, and it this also works for tracking and tracing Monero. Monero. It doesn't. Yeah. So it's, let's pretend it doesn't exist, and then <laughs> you know <laughs> prevent all money laundering and everything else with. Yeah. Bitcoin. There's plenty of uh, mentions uh, of Bitcoin. And I think I told the story, but I was in Miami. I was in a Solana party. And I was talking to this guy. And he didn't work for chain analysis. He worked for... Elliptic. An, elliptic, yeah, yeah. And I asked him, like, okay, so we can track Monero. And he's like, yeah, we can track Monero. We can track Ethereum. And I said, what about Monero? He's like, yeah, no, we can't do that. <laughs> we yeah. can't. We just can't. So this was this, this week's news, everybody. Um... The links are in the description if you want to check it out. Again, 10% using the promo code Tony. If you want I brought to... it up to 20. So 20%. 20%. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tony, the special 20%. I did. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's pretty much impossible to forget the, uh, the code, too. Yeah, exactly. Tony. Tony. <laughs> For general admin, because VIP tickets are... <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, Monero Maximalist wrote WTF, so I think you purchased it when it was 10%. Oh no! <laughs> Alright, let me... <laughs> That's funny. I'll get, I'll give you the, the, the money back. <laughs> DM me. Alright, that was great. Yeah. Um, so normally this is the viewers on... Thanks, Tony. Thank was... you. Yeah, stick thank around. Guys. Um, Alright, awesome. Yeah, thank you. There so are, much. there are a bunch of people in the Twitter, in the Twitter chat. I guess guys, on, on Twitter, Right now, uh, you know, raise your hand if you wanna if you wanna comment, and then I'll go in the spaces. Otherwise, if uh, if I'm gonna go in there and everybody's just gonna um, not have things to say, I won't, we won't jump in there. So go ahead right now on Twitter Spaces if there's something you've been, you have some burning question or comment that you, want, that you want to say, please put your hand up now. That's an odd thing to say. I'll give you okay. get thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't see any hands going up. There is a little oh, wait, hold on, I delay. can put on a little music here. So let's uh, put on, let's see this one. So that's kind of putting people to sleep. <laughs> Why we wait. Calmly decide. Let's see any hands. Oh, no, I'm seeing requests. All right, I'm seeing requests. All right, so let's do the viewers on stage section. And we'll we'll jump in there. I don't have too much time to hang around. Because i got to go grab my daughter. All righty. All right, let's, so uh, that's time to show. Let's do it. Viewers on yeah. stage. And we'll move over to the space dude, guys. Yeah. All right, guys, let me bring people up. We got Body, Emmanuel, Gabriel. What's going on, guys? Hello. How are you, Emmanuel? What's going on? Uh, it's very nice. All good here. Listening to this conversation. I'm a kind of the guys you were talking about before. Perfect. So <laughs> I came up with that topic that you were reading just a few minutes ago. Uh, like Bright talking bad about Monero, this and that. If you go to the end, you will find a, a few comments, my, my comments, and the discussion which is going on with him and with anyone from the, anyone else from the so-called crypto uh, uh, world. It's, uh, it's a shamble because no one wants to admit that uh, politics and <laughs> so go be political discuss come to agreements because money overall and first of all is that a political so none of this crap crypto crap doesn't matter which will work decide what 
platform which platform we want to use what for and that will be regulated that one not it's all up to us all this is the game so that's what i want to say to you to anyone that's what i'm daily saying from 10 years to anyone no one wants to listen to me of course because it's the last thing that anyone will be heard but it's the first thing that anyone will have to do if we really want to go move forward with all these good things we have that's all thank you very much I'm available. So, um, Emmanuel, so then what, what's your take? Do you, so do you agree with Craig Wright that, you know, Monero is only, only a tool for illicit purposes? It doesn't matter. Yeah, because then, in fact, we went into this drug problem. Guys, we have to address that. We want fucking drug. People want to buy, people want to use, people want to sell, people want to do anything, you know, but if there is someone, among us to do anything that wants to rule others or regulate or just for moralism or just for others like i think a little bit craig right in fact i always uh, drag uh, uh, into this into <laughs> into this problem you know is a, a kind but many people in the save the world mentality uh, bad things are bad without maybe even knowing you know so that is generally to me wrong just because he wants to, that wants, that doesn't want to be saved, you know? <laughs> so, but this is, so, a, a problem which stands above all we are talking about. But we have to solve that. We do not solve that problem. Of course, we will continue to resist thousands of crypto, uh, people making, you know, bad deal, good deal, doesn't matter, people that, you know, this, this, the mess we are already living, this is my Mm. And so would you say the majority of BSV people agree with Craig in his assessment of Monero, or is that the minority I opinion? I don't know. And use less to, I mean, what, well, I don't know. Hmm. I, I say, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Body. Well, I, I think you had some commentary on this. I, I know you, you were down in Arcapoco. You kind of have, uh, your finger on the pulse of the BSV community. Just curious what, what your take is. Yeah, they seem very friendly. Um, I, uh, I mean, I think anyone that knows me knows that I sometimes tend to be a bit pejorative. So I kind of had to be careful and, you know, not be an asshole, um, not say things kind of, you know, like poking at them or whatever. Um, but they're really friendly towards Monero and the fact that they are friendly does inspire, um, you know, friendliness in return. Um, I remember talking with Roth a little bit and uh, he definitely disagreed with some of the things that I said, but, um, you know, and he would, he explained his position as well. Um, but I mean, I think we should make friends wherever we can, you know. Um, I have thick skin, so hopefully, uh, most other people do too. And, uh, hopefully we can have, continue to have conversations back and forth on why Monero is important. And, you know, obviously we think Monero is significantly superior to BSV. Um, but we do, we do have kind of this problem where we all know that Let's suppose the world decided to try and adopt Monero tomorrow, right? And we're trying to run like Visa levels of transactions, even with dynamic blocks and all of our, you know, the efficiencies that we have um, for transactions and whatnot. It would be very difficult to say that we could service Visa level transactions and still have everyone running their own node. Um, so there is kind of like a little bit of overlap there. I think, you know, I think it's reasonable and, uh, and I think the guys are, are cool guys. They're good guys. So uh, we should definitely like engage them. We should definitely be friends with them. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that's what I was trying to, I was trying to be as nice as I possibly could to Craig. I mean, but you know, a lot of the, yeah, all the anarcho poco BSV people I, I enjoy hanging out with and talking to. Uh, they're all like very open minded people. I think it comes with the territory of, you know, being a self proclaimed anarchist. Um, you know, it's open mindedness, open to, to openly discussing new ideas. But what I'm struggling with is this concept of, you know, the, the leader of BSV basically outright saying Monero is only used for illicit purposes and therefore, you know, it's, it's ethically immoral essentially for it to exist. How the general BSV community uh, weighs that and whether or not he is the minority opinion or, you know, there are a lot of BSV people that agree with him. And then if they do, I'm trying to understand like why, how. That, that's what I'm trying to get to. Not that it even matters at the end of the day, but it's kind of the... Just no, I mean, it's a totally it. valid question. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes a lot of... Like, like he shouldn't he shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff. He shouldn't be like... I mean, he kind of just said a whole bunch of uh, untruths about Monero in that thread. So, like, it's kind of like, you know, when your leaders are... I understand, like, everyone makes mistakes and whatnot, but, like, when your leaders are going that far off the path, you really have to ask, ask questions about, um, about the projects they're running. Exactly. Gabriel, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it all, how's y'all doing? Um, I don't know a whole bunch about BSV, but I guess, uh, I've only, what I've only learned about it was from, is from one of Raph's videos on Crypto Vigilante. But, um, isn't he, what he's speaking about is building basically protocols off chain, like, and maybe just correct me where I'm wrong, but this is where I kind of, the way I understand it, and I'll use this example, whereas say the cloud services that offered, you know, data storage. You could potentially not even have to pay for that and just use it for free and store your data on chain and BSV being the best vehicle for that. Is that correct? I, I, I don't follow BSV well enough. I was just trying to struggle the, to understand how, Hello? you know, yeah, can you hear me? Am I, you guys, can you guys hear me? Give a thumbs up if you guys can hear me. Gabe, you can't hear me? I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know enough about BSV to kind of comment on that. I was just trying to get to the root of understanding why there's a, a sector of the BSV community that just thinks Monero is its only purpose is for illicit purposes and therefore, you know, is a technology that essentially shouldn't exist in the eyes of a, 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 a sector of the BSV community. I'm just trying to understand how large that sector is. Cause I know there's quite a few BSV people who, who use and, and see purpose in Monero, especially because they, they kind of see BSV as a tool, uh, for ultimate transparency, uh, and Monero the opposite, which serves utility in providing people protection from the state. Lip, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Doug? When he said that comment, it reminded me, Morgan, that Bitcoin was horrible, and then they just announced it. I think I lost the connection. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, you. I, yeah, I hear you. Gabe, go ahead and mute yourself. I think we're having some issues with uh, communicating. Gabe, if you don't mind muting yourself. Go ahead, Lip. Yeah, what I was saying was that reminded me of, like, some J.P. Morgan. Morgan said, he's not touching Bitcoin, it's horrible. Now it's out that he's buying, so that's how I look at it. I got you. I hear you. Anybody else want to jump up, throw some commentary, and otherwise we'll, we'll close this out for the day. Uh, anybody want to mention, uh, comment on TX Extra? Uh, we spoke about it 
on the show. Uh, there's been a debate among the Monero devs whether or not it's something that should be deprecated or it should be limited in other ways. If anybody has any commentary there, it's definitely a hot topic. Paul, do you have yeah, any I, uh, comments on that? Yeah, I um So, first of all, I kind of have to, like, eat my words from some stuff I said a couple weeks ago. Where I was like, oh, you can't do this on Monero. Like, nope, wrong, body. Totally fucking wrong, bro. Um, so, uh, with that out of the way, um, I've been learning a little bit more about this. And one thing that, uh, that some of the terminology people might not understand, you might have heard the term STEG, which stands for steganography. Now, generally speaking, steganography is when you embed data into like an image or a video and you sort of like hide data out in the open. Because if you have like, say, an encrypted container, it's very obvious that that's an encrypted container and there's probably something juicy in there. Um, so what a lot of people will do is they'll embed encrypted data into an image so that you can't even tell it's there. Now, uh, the way that we're using steganography, uh, steganography in this context for Monero is that if transaction extra was completely removed, you um, you can still put data onto the Monero blockchain by using outputs. Like you could do one transaction that has, you know, maybe like 10 or 12 outputs or something like that. And you could embed your data into those outputs. And that wouldn't be encrypted data necessarily. Um, so they're just using steganography to mean that um, they're embedding data in a place where, you know, the intention is for something else. So it's kind of like a, a little bit looser usage of the term. Um, so that's something I learned recently. Um, and so the, the debate is that, okay, if you get rid of transaction extra, then people are just going to be using, they're going to be embedding data in the outputs. Um, and then apparently you can also do this with bulletproofs, like you can somehow embed data into bulletproofs. So um, it's kind of a tough question because if people really, really want to, they're going to be able to embed data, arbitrary data in the Monero blockchain one way or another. There's kind of a debate. There's a bit of uncertainty over how practical that really is and whether or not that gets priced out. Um, so there's kind of like an idea that maybe we could increase the fees for transaction extra for specifically that field of data. But then if you increase them too much, you might um, encourage people to go use steganography. So um, anyways, just some of the stuff that I've learned recently maybe uh, uh, helps other people learn a few things too. Yeah, yeah, all good points. I mean, uh, when I had that guy, Kurt, actually the BSV guy on the Narotopia, and he had asked me, can you, can you do, this is a couple of weeks ago, can you do NFTs on Monero? And my answer was, uh, I believe it is possible, uh, if, you know, but my, but I don't think the Monero community would, would ever want to do that. And then I was actually criticized for saying, I believe you could, but apparently, apparently you can. Uh, you know, th this, this technology is at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not black and white, right? So it's, uh, and, and I think Anon, um, shop did a good job at describing it. And, you know, uh, you know, if, if people want to do something, uh, in, in a, in a way that involves, uh, manipulating the code, there's always things that can be done. But I think I mean, the ultimate protection in Monero, uh, against it, being quote unquote misused for these purposes, uh, with the fear that it would be, you know, lead to a less fungible currency is that everybody in Monero is on board with what the mission of it is, um, which is creating true digital fungible cash. So I think that's kind of the, the, the safe, safe gap there. That's what keeps Monero protected is that overall the, the community agrees that that's what we need to strive for in terms of development and then decisions get get decided around that um so th that's why I, I always you know my confidence doesn't get lessened where if somebody said oh wait but technically you could use it for this 
uh, when I think I feel like the vast majority of the community wouldn't do that, and and the developers would then pivot away from allowing that to happen. Anon Shop, you want to throw in any commentary based on what Body was saying? Go ahead, Lip. Yeah, I want to piggyback on those two topics, and maybe y'all two can help me on that. So, uh, Doug, you got me into uh, BSV, and when I say into it, I mean, and I even piggyback to so. What I learned with Oh boy, I don't I don't want to be responsible for getting into BSV, no, no, no. man. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put no, no, that no, one on me. Research. <laughs> yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. research. Research. Okay. Alright, so let's talk about this with the blocks. Just like Vanessa. So we were looking at how they were putting JPEGs on the uh, blocks. You could do many more things with it, right? Like I give you an example. You could put a pad the blocks of Bitcoin and maybe even BSV. So now we looking to see how can you like put in padding and land registers on top or in the blocks of Monero. Anybody got any comments on it? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a potential, potential use case. Like I said, I feel like, you know, in Monero, by and, far, by and large, uh, the vast majority of people think the focus should be on maintaining Monero's fungibility and, uh, you know, its, its utility as digital cash and kind of trying to stay away from those other use cases, not because they're not interesting things, but because they could potentially harm the core use case of Monero, which is digital, digital cash. Anon Shop, you want to, you want to throw some words in? Okay. I hear me. Yep. We got you. Oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible on the Monero blockchain today, right? Someone put an entire PDF on the chain. So, I mean, you can just hash it and throw it in TX extra and you're good to go. But I think Doug has on to a good point about how the community probably doesn't want that and they will fight you if you try to do something like that. I just don't know how that fight will transpire since it's, you know, highly technical. Like, um, when Negro talked about, like, uh, stenography, like, it, I mean, the battle will be crazy. So, but Doug has a good point. The community definitely will fight you on that. <laughs> yeah. I even brought up a Bitcoin or a BSB as a meaning. You saw how they was doing the JPEGs. And the more the story is, however, the code could still work, you could still get the rewards. So now it's like, what service are you going to use it as? As Bitcoin has something called Bitcoin scripts. So it's putting metadata inside of the blocks. So let's say you're a company and you want to, uh, I'm not responsible for licensing and all that. So yeah, I'd be y'all. But I'm saying, let's imagine you're a company and you want to issue something permanently, like a land register or a trust or even a patent. A patent. Right? I'm saying if you could store that in the block, in the metadata, which you can use that for different purposes, and it depends on how you implement it, it may not slow down the blocks. So that's something that we all should come as a community and look into it. But other people are doing that, so it, it don't depend on just one individual or group. I mean, you could do that on the Monero blockchain, but it will hurt your privacy. I know you referenced on BSV. I don't know if they took into account the like the, the privacy issue of that, but that would definitely hurt Monero's privacy, right? Because every transaction will look different or might look different. So that's just one downside to doing something like that. Okay, that's reason. But yeah, I think Monero is sound money. Maybe BSV might be better for that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up unless anybody has any last words, important, something that they want to say. Um, anybody that's up here speaking. I see Gabe is requesting. Gabe, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you chime in one last time. You didn't have a good connection before, but any last comments you want to say before I close it out, Gabe? No, I think he's having trouble. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to close this out. Obviously, once again, grab your Monero Topia tickets. If you haven't already, you could use the, uh, re- 
redeem code Tony at checkout to get 20% off. Uh, hope to see everybody down there. We'll, we'll see you guys next week, same time, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Cheers. Later. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey, or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.